Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Shout out to all of our sponsors. Derm Dude, go look them up for all your beard, body, and tattoo needs. Gridiron Coffee. Thank you, Mr. Brad Lord. Two Pilots Distillery, Kurt Renee. Nobles Networking, Mr. Chris. Williams Tire, go hit up the big fella over in Danville. Our management company, Red Circle. Thank you for putting some change in my pocket and having some corporate businesses to tag along with the show. Also, Project K9 is going to be uh, at, I think it's Nashville Palace, January the 25th. Um, if you don't know what Project K9 is, go check them out, Mr. Jason Johnson. He, uh, he takes decommissioned dogs that have been in the military or uh, working with police officers, and he helps retrain them and give them proper homes. Michael Myers will be there. Mr. Taylor Maine, the new Michael Myers in the Halloween movies, he'll be hosting it along with 2021 Miss Tennessee, Elizabeth Graham, me, Lee Tucker, Dustin Heron, Dylan Carmichael. Uh, we also heard today there's going to be some more surprises there. I'm going to have them on the show tomorrow. We go check out Project K9. Uh, now that I've done all that shit, I would like to introduce y'all to somebody who, uh, before all of y'all was like, you got to get this girl on your show. I was already stalking on social media. Uh, Miss Macy Walker, who's somebody, uh, I think all of y'all going to like her. I dig her so far and the stuff that she puts out there into the world. So, hey, Miss Macy. Well, hey, hey, thank you for having me. I, I'm excited. This is my first time doing a podcast. So. Well, you, uh, you know, not to toot my own horn here, but you get to be on a good one to start off with. So, Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things so you're a completely full of shit but thank you <laughs> I, 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 i've got lucky and uh i've got a lot of people that are big on social media that's done this show and um yeah there's a lot of folks i don't know and a lot of folks i don't take serious uh as i was joking with you all ago i think a lot of people on social media are completely full of shit um i got fired from country radio for being myself after having a number one show in georgia um, that's the night everybody laughs, but the reason the show's called politics, religion, and whiskey, I named it for all the shit I got fired for. Really? Yeah. I so we don't even talk about politics and religion that much. It comes up sometimes, but ugh, it's not, it's not quite that often. I named it for the shit I got fired for. Yeah. And, and, uh, people are always saying, Hey, get this person on your show. Hey, get this person on your show, hit them up. Come on. And I'll go look at their stuff and I just don't like it. Mm -hmm. I, and I don't understand like the obsession that some people have with these folks like it makes no sense to me you I've seem very yeah, you seem very authentic you also seem like you give zero fucks um <laughs> I, i'm a big fan of people not giving a fuck and just yeah. living just living their life uh so yeah i think i think this was, would be cool what uh i guess uh i don't really know how to start this one with you but i'll, I'll ask you this how did uh how did your tiktok and shit blow up to start off with so I don't know how long you've been following me, but I used to be married. I don't know if you know that. I did. Um, so back whenever I was married, COVID started and, you know, obviously there was a lot of people working from home and I was one of those people. And while working from home, you know, it's boring. You can only clean the house so much and you can only play with the kids so much. And we lived at that time on 12 acres of land and we only have one neighbor and they were great. They were really sweet. They were, you know, a little old couple, but I was bored. So I started on TikTok and I swore I'd never make a TikTok. I'd never watch TikTok. I thought it was so stupid. And we were clearing land and I walked outside and I took a video of the, the guy clearing land. And then I turned it back to me and I said, my husband don't know this yet, but he told me I couldn't get a cow. 
but he's clearing all this land and I'm gonna put a cow out here and he's gonna get home from work and there's gonna be a cow out here and we'll just see how he reacts and then I showed a picture of the cow that I was gonna put out there and people just ate that shit up (laughs) they loved it have you ever had a cow yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, never. I was going to say it's usually the white girls that say, I want a cow until they get a cow. <laughs> don't want and then, and then all of a sudden they're cold hamburgers again. Yeah. Well, you know, you don't realize how, how nasty they are. Uh, they're disgusting. They're gross. But ducks, I, I stand by this always. Ducks are the nastiest thing to keep. You ever seen ferrets? Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Ferrets stink. Yeah, ferrets because I wanted a, I've wanted a ferret my entire life, and uh, I, I had one for about a week, and oh, I was no. I was like, no, nah, fuck this, I don't. Do you I, also have commitment issues. I have very bad commitment issues. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling you, I'm probably the world's worst. Uh, when I I didn't want to start a TikTok either. I was like, this is mm-hmm. fucking stupid. Like, uh, anything that my ten year old daughter can do. Is nothing that dad needs to do. Yeah. Right. That's, I, I thought it was, I thought it was stupid. And then, uh, when I started my studio, I hired some girls, uh, to do like advertisements and stuff for us to mm-hmm. throw off the guests and everything when they come in and they were all dumbasses. and <laughs> none of their stuff blew up on TikTok and nobody got, there was nothing that I wanted from it. So I was like, you know what? I can do this shit. Like I, I yeah. can do it. I got hired in country radio because I used to be big on social media and I was called the bearded bastard about five, six years ago. Um, I was, uh, I went through a very bad separation. I was like 330 pounds. Uh, I started posting like my weight loss and just my mm-hmm. outlook on life and everything. Next thing you know, my shit blew up and um, some people found me in country radio and they were like, you don't sound that bad and you got a face for radio. So mm-hmm. uh, let's, uh, you know, let's put you into this. So I already thought I could do some creative shit. And uh, I very quickly found out that I hate the world even more than I already did. That's good. Yeah, I hate fucking most of the people on TikTok. I think they're morons. But yeah. it really helped business. Mm-hmm. So I use my shit as a marketing tool. Like, uh, I post some stupid shit on there that, you know what, I might believe it, I might not. I might just be talking shit, but I know my audience. You'd be, uh, I don't know if you'd be surprised or not. Like 75% of my listening audience is women. Uh, men hate me. And I think okay. I, I think that I say shit that most men want to say. And uh, it, it's just been weird. But TikTok kind of gets addictive, though. It, it does. You'll find yourself scrolling for a very long time. And I have a bad habit of saving videos that I want to try to do later. And then I don't do them. And then I go through this like phase of not posting for a while. And then I have people reach out to me because they're concerned. That's always the funniest thing to me is like the kind of person I am is I don't pay attention to influencers enough to be like, oh, God, she hadn't posted in four days. You know, so whenever people do it to me, when they message me on Instagram, they're like, girl, where have you been? We haven't seen you in a while. Are you okay? It's always so funny to me because I'm like, I think people don't realize that I have a life outside of of TikTok and Instagram, but that's the only thing they're waiting on whenever they're watching TikTok. Yeah, I I get it. Uh, There's a lot of people that come into the studio that have these stupid followings. It's almost like a cult following. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of, I guess it makes you feel good that people want to hear from you and they want you to post, but at the same time, 
I've told everyone of you should beware of these people. Oh these, yeah. You know, because if somebody's too invested in your life, that's how people end up getting their skin more as coats. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll guarantee you. And like, I'll do my best not to sound like I'm flirting with you and be professional or anything, but you're a good looking woman. Thank you. There would be, there's probably creeps on both sides, men and women that stalker ish. Yeah. It's not, it's not safe. I like that you put your kids out there. Cause I, I do mine. Like my studios named raising grace studios after my daughter, Gracie. And, oh. uh, yeah, well, Raising Grace stands for right. I can talk real good. Stands for somewhere between Raising Hell and Amazing Grace. But also, ever since I started, you know, working in social media, I I've always shared Gracie. So it's also Raising Grace. People have get to see me raise her. My daughter's she, name is Graceland. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, my daughter's name is Graceland. That's cute. That's cute. Yeah. Gracie wasn't lucky enough to get those extra letters on the end. Like we're mm-hmm. basic, we're basic white bitches around here. Yeah. We wanted her to be as basic as possible. Understood. Yeah. But, uh, (laughs) but no, I, I've always been scared. Uh, like one of my buddies, Brianna, uh, it's Brianna or whatever does all the political stuff on social media used to date Jimmy Jones or whatever. She's in here a lot. And Mm -hmm. I see the messages like she gets from psychos. Yeah. And it's just like, absolutely not. I've had, I've had somebody offer to, uh, rent me for the holidays i don't blame them. i don't blame them for that it just probably yeah. cost too much money for me it was well I, like <laughs> my mom actually she's my mom's pretty funny she has this philosophy and she's a god-fear woman she's a good woman but she has this philosophy that like whenever you're young you can do whatever you want pretty much yeah and so she's like if you want an only fans make an only fans and if you want a sugar daddy get a sugar daddy and so whenever i told her about the guy that wanted to rent me, I think he was in Texas and he, he genuinely like, even the way that he offered it, he was like, I honest to goodness, just want to bring you out here. You can bring somebody with you if you want, but I want to introduce you to my family as you, as my girlfriend and I will pay you for that. And Absolutely I like, not. <laughs> I just can't. I can't. I'm so sorry. No, I don't, I don't blame you. And I agree with your mom. I, I agree with your mom 100%. I don't know how old you are. I'm 34. How old are you? I'm 24. Okay, 20. You're 24? Yeah, I'm 24. <laughs> Just going to leave that one alone? I didn't realize I was 10 years older than you. Shit, I'm fucking getting old. Yeah, well, a lot of people think I'm older because I have two kids and my oldest is six. Yeah. So, obviously, I just had him young, but. I also had to grow up a lot faster and I have to kind of act a lot more mature than a 24 year old. You, say. you look okay. 20, you look 24, if not younger, but you act more mature than a 24 year old. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'm also doing a lot more than most 24 year olds. I just was looking on Instagram yesterday and a friend of mine, um, a girl I went to high school with, she was like in this teeny tiny little bikini sequin get up and was like out partying and I just thought, yep, I, 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 I missed that part. Like, I missed that whole phase where we got to go out and, like, be naked and drunk and do drugs and be crazy. Like, I completely had to skip that part. I would lie to you and say it's not all it's cracked up to be, but it's what it's cracked up to be. Yeah. You're I mean, gonna, I've done my fair share of partying. Yeah. But not you're gonna, irresponsible. You're going to have – you're going to have what I get to have. 
you can already tell you, like, you, there's some people that are made for being an entertainer, regardless of what it is, whether it's having a talk show, working in radio, television, or whatever. It's almost better if you have your kids young, because by the mm -hmm. time by the time that I got to be 30, I was getting to go to Nashville and hang out with people in the music business that a lot of folks don't ever get to meet. And yeah. it's where you kind of got your child settled by then to where, mm -hmm. you know what? I've got all my shit together. I've got money in the bank. I ain't got to worry about mom and daddy paying for my shit. You know, it's, 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 I like the vice versa. Of, it. of course, that's what I got to live anyway was the vice versa part of it. But mm -hmm. you'll have more fun with it doing it as an adult if you decide to do it, if you don't get married and tie down and all that good shit. Yeah. Well, I think that definitely not thinking about that at all. But I, I um, <laughs> the oh. really cool thing about Garrison, that's my son. Okay. I, I think about it. So whenever I'm 47, he will be just turning 30. Okay. So I'll be like, obviously he, you know, there's a possibility that he could make me a grandmother at that age and then things would be different, but. Oh, it don't matter. I'll be able to do like, I'll have friends that are 47 who have very small children. Yeah. You know, and I'll be able to literally do whatever I want to do and still be young enough to truly enjoy it. So Absolutely. Gracie will be 18 when I'm 42. So it's like, it's like, I've got to, you know, I'll get to do a lot of shit with her. Like I'm looking forward to going to concerts with her. I'm looking forward to doing all this stuff that, you know, whether I'm married or not, I get to take my best friend to go do all the shit with me. Like me and her already do so. Yeah. Far. We, like we've already gone to universal and Disney and other stuff together, just me and her. And it's, she's old enough to enjoy the shit. Now I'm not old enough to where I'm bitching the whole time about walking around all day. <laughs> And it being hot and everything, uh, so yeah, no, it, it'll work out good for you. Y'all get to, you, you will get to do a lot of shit with your kids. That will yeah, be I'm fucking excited. awesome. My, I got to follow my mom as well, and kind of like my mama. She was a single mama, and she had me. I, I want to say she was like 21 whenever she had me. So she and I were best buddies. Like I vividly remember sitting in the back of her car when I was like four. And all the windows being down, I can see it in my head. And I'm back there like, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> like, I've been partying with my mom <laughs> for the longest. So, I I give, I try to give that to my kids. Like, the not necessarily the feeling of growing up with me, but that we're, we're buddies. And me and Garrison, we truly are buddies. I did grow up with him. So, he's my little my little best friend. That's cool. No, you'll, you'll like it way more. Uh, you said something while ago I got to ask you about because it seems like every girl we've had on here lately has had an OnlyFans. Do you have one of the OnlyFans? I don't. I don't blame you, but at the same Isn't time, you'd crazy? make a million dollars in a month. I know. I know. Trust me, I consider it constantly. But when it comes down to it, I'm modest and I'm extremely modest. Like now, I you know, I party and I, I dance and, you know, have my good time or whatever but when it comes down to me being nervous about you know encounters yeah. i don't think i could i don't think i could i'd be too nervous well see i do uh what's funny is like i've been single for a while and mm -hmm. the girls that end up wanting to spend time with me are usually girls that have only fans i don't fucking know why but i've had some that have been around that's been worth lots of money like Lots of money. One has built a house with everything they've made in the past year off OnlyFans. Oh. Like, and it's like, you know what? Maybe it's not that bad. 
But my yeah. thing with it is I do a lot of stuff in politics. We have yeah. uh, like I'm helping. I'm going to speak for this guy's running for labor commissioner here in Georgia and a woman who's running for governor in Georgia. I can't oh, wow. I can't have Pedro all over the Internet and, you know, doing those type of things. Otherwise, yep. otherwise, I'd make some videos in a heartbeat. Plus, I don't want my kid to ever see it. That, that's my biggest thing. That is the biggest that thing. Is, is that like, is my biggest thing. Imagine your kid being at school and then coming home and being like, so my friend has seen you naked. Yeah. All the, all the cougars or milfs or whatever on TikTok that always brag about, hey, my kid's son today saw my OnlyFans and everything. It's like. How oh, that's are, not cute. How are you okay with that? How, how first off, men, uh-huh. well, I say men, boys are relentless. I remember yeah. playing high school baseball or even probably younger than that. And we used to fucking trip on each other's moms. If they were good looking, we would talk. Your kid is going to catch so much shit because you're, you're going to be a MILF. Well, that was me with my mom. So I lived in this little neighborhood where we could walk to everybody's houses. Yeah. And, a lot of my buddies, like I have one really good friend that was a girl and there was another girl, but a lot of the, of my buddies when I was little was boys and they'd come over and my mom's name is Kelly and they'd, Oh, Hey, Miss Kelly. Oh, can you make spaghetti for us tonight? And I mean, they were always at my house eating dinner and I had one kid at school every single day in the car rider line. He'd try getting in my mama's truck and he still to this day will text me every now and then. And he'll say, Tell your mama I said, hey. <laughs> it's a hell of a thing being a good-looking mama. That was my childhood. Uh, my mama was not the most attractive mother, but still. <laughs> I used to say, uh, my mama's name is Rhonda, and they used to say, I rode Rhonda like a Honda. <laughs> like, <laughs> little boys are merciless. They are yes. mean as hell. Your kid is fucked. Yeah, well, so if you can imagine – like my face the only difference between me and my mama is she's taller so I think my mom's like five nine five ten she's super tall and her hair's like a reddish brown color but we have truly truly the same exact face how, so. how tall are you five three of course you are I'm I'm the shortest one so I have I might be five four but I have an older sister um and then I have two younger sisters and two younger brothers. Everyone, the youngest is 14. Everyone is taller than me now. Well, I'm lucky to have a, a day where I feel 5'10". My back hurts so bad that I'm hunched over most of the time now. <laughs> Everything hurts. Uh, it, well, just be, uh, just be lucky. Smaller ones are cuter, though. I don't yeah, like I- – Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody wants, everybody wants a little blonde they can put in their pocket and take everywhere with them. Yeah, exactly. And like the really good thing is if, if I go out and like this is the, the situation typically, I'll go out and I'll say I'm just going to have a couple drinks and then I have way more than a couple drinks. Because you know that feeling as a parent when you have you have like a babysitter and you and like. You can go buck you, wild because you know your you, kids are good. <laughs> You can do whatever you want. So I, I go overboard constantly. Um, and I'm very easy to pick up, you know, and just throw over your shoulder and like, all right, come on, we're out of here. So that's good. Yeah. Also, I'm quick. So if I got a scrap, I'm pretty quick. You seem scrappy as hell. I'm I'm a little scrappy. Yeah, sometimes. you seem like not the one to fuck with, to be honest with you. 
No, now sometimes I want to avoid conflict. It depends on what kind of day I'm having. Okay. But if I'm already having a bad day, don't try my ass. Yeah. You seem <laughs> like the type that would be in the middle of an argument with your boyfriend while he's driving down the road and you catch a left to the eye. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I can see you putting the gear shifter in park going down the road just so you'll stop there and listen to you. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, that's a hundred. If I'm not being listened to, I turn right. into a different person. Oh, sweetheart. I promise you, you can, it's written on your forehead. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure it is. It's okay though. Hey, I did actually, uh, when I was, let's see, I got married when I was 19. So I probably was still 19. I did try to run over my ex-husband. Absolutely. Can see it. And I laughed so hard. I can, I can still see the look on his face. And I laughed so hard sitting in my car because he had hiked one leg up and was jumping away on the other leg. Like that was going to prevent my car from hitting him. And the look on his face is sheer terror. And you know why? I'm scared to he, know. He slammed my door. I was in the middle of sentence and he slammed the door and got out the car. Uh, yeah. So. No, no, no. I know. I know. I'm telling you, there's certain people you can see. I have this, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know like anything about like your relationship status or nothing like that now, but there's this thing that we joke about all the time around here and it's the crazy to hot scale. And okay. And if it, she is that attractive, but she's single or can't stay in a relationship, then it ain't that she's a bad person. It ain't that she's she mean. She's crazy. She's got that crazy. But also, <laughs> if men keep coming back for more, then it evens itself out because there's got to be something there. And I don't mean anything. Yeah. Phys- I don't mean anything physical or anything like that because I don't. It's none of my goddamn business. But uh, yeah, there's. You could tell you have got some snakes over there. Yeah, so that is actually a really good point. And I think that's a lesson that a lot of women need to learn. Is like it's not it's not cute to be crazy, obviously. So it's not like you uh-uh. want to go around and be like, oh, I'm insane and that's adorable. But you have to be a little bit cuckoo enough just to, you know, stand your ground. You don't let anybody run over you, things like that. But you also have to be, you know, you gotta get down to your roots. You have to be that little sweet southern belle, you know, that's just Oh, I, I want to take care of you and I'll do whatever you need me to do. And I will love you relentlessly, but don't cuss at me because I will cut your throat. Get you just night. you just described exactly what I'm looking for in a woman in this world. You've got to be crazy enough to keep it interesting. Exactly. <laughs> you, you've got to be crazy enough to keep it. In, like no man is going to admit this. I want a woman that. I have to look over my shoulder sometimes because this bitch might hit me with a frying pan. Yes, that's exciting. It, it is. It's fucked up as it is. Men since birth, we are we are uh, made in the idea that we love things that might kill us. Mm-hmm. Playing football, riding dirt track, uh, hunting, all this stuff. There's a good chance you might die doing some of these things. Having a woman that might kill you is the sexiest thing in the world. And I don't it's know exciting. Why. And then Miranda Lambert's bitch ass had to come along, and convince every white woman in the world, you know what? It's okay to be crazy. Yeah. Let's go ahead. You do you, boo boo. If they, what is it? It's uh, if they can't handle you, well, I can't remember that. Right. You talking about at your worst? Yeah. If they, they, can't don't, handle, they don't deserve you at your best. Whatever bitch said that can kiss my big fat ginger ass <laughs> because that is the biggest load of horse shit ever. <laughs> No, no, no. I, but no, I was just arguing with somebody the other day about exactly what you said. I don't want to be bored in a relationship. Right. 
I don't want to mm-hmm. be bored. Now, I don't want to constantly be getting fussed at and argued with either. I've been on both sides of those to where mm-hmm. I've been bored as hell. And then there's other times I couldn't like a picture without getting cussed out. And it's just oh. like, it's like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not about this life. There's well, a, I, I am that girlfriend. You're the one that if you like a picture, you're getting cussed out. Well, it's like, I think for me, it has to be consecutive. So like I'm the, um, if I feel like you're acting shady, I'm going to start investigating kind of person. Okay. Yeah. So once I have a reason to investigate, so I'm going to go into your Instagram likes. I'm going to see the girls that like your pictures. I'm going to go click on their profiles. And then I'm going to go see if you like their pictures in a row. There's Insta- so if you've- like you can look and see it on Instagram. What's Instagram likes? Because I don't know what that is. So it's you can basically just go to somebody's pictures and like click on who liked the picture. Yeah. And so that's what I do. I'll, I'll go to my boyfriend's Instagram and I'll click on a picture he posted. I'll go to who liked it and then I'll go click on those girls' profiles. Uh. And then I'm scrolling and I'm like, okay, now if you liked six of this girl's pictures in a row, you obviously want her attention. So what who is this girl? I don't believe that. I don't I, I don't that. I don't believe I that. Believe I don't, that. I don't. I think that uh well, don't you have because uh, I I don't I think I'm on your Instagram. I'm pretty sure I am, but don't you have people that constantly like your pictures or say something that never says nothing to you? Yeah, it, it's nothing different on it. Men are stupid. That we, is very true. Thank we, you for saying that. We are very very stupid. I know. <laughs> we we see ball. We want to hit ball. I yeah. I, can, I get on. What's crazy about my show is I have to be around some very attractive women. And there's sometimes like professional side of my brain is like, hey, keep professional. The dumbass mm-hmm. side of my brain is like, no, oh, shoot your shot. Let's do it in a really smooth way. Yeah. Men can't help it. When we see a good looking woman, we don't even realize most of the time that we hit like on their pictures. Now, you, what you have a problem with is when they start messaging them or they start commenting on them. Mm-hmm. A, a like or whatever, you're just you're just hitting the button. I don't, I don't yeah, think well- the likes really matter. That was the big thing for me is I, my boyfriend just started commenting on my Instagram pictures. And for any man who's listening to this, you don't know how big of a deal that is. Like, show me some love. The comment, if we're dating or even if we're just talking and I post something and you comment and you're like, wow, just I mean, just a simple, oh, my goodness or something. It is like it's like validation. It's like, oh, OK, he is into me and he's so into me that he's OK to do it in public. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, you have to do it in public. I mean, yeah. you, you, you have to. Uh, I'm guilty. I'm very, very guilty because most of the stuff that I do on social media when I'm talking to somebody, I try to let them in on everything that I do. Because the last mm-hmm. thing I want, I'm 34 years old. I'm too old for fucking games. I don't, I don't want them no more. It's, let's just be adults and say what we want. If, if you want to fuck buddy, that's cool. If you want a relationship, that's cool. Just tell me, be honest with me about what you want. I don't want to, I don't like the what ifs. I hate guessing games. I Absolutely. Stand that shit. Not knowing where somebody stands with you is the worst thing in the world. Oh my God. Like if I have to wonder, yep. it makes me angry. Well, it not only makes you angry, but it makes you think the worst because of probably your past experiences. Yep. Yeah. So now I'm assuming that the reason you're not talking to me is because you actually don't like me and you don't exactly. have me around because you're bored and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so that's why when 
I am talking to somebody. I literally let them in on everything. Mm -hmm. You can come sit here and do a show with me and whoever I'm doing a show with. You can just come hang out at the studio. You can go to Nashville with me. You can do whatever I do. I don't care. Like, I'm not hiding you. If this is a, a long-term thing, then you have to know that I have to talk to women like you. It, yeah. I, mean, it, it, I have to. So you have to bring them in and let them be on the inside of it. Uh, I've done that several, several times, and they still don't get it. But I also think that like what I do for a living and the people I have to be around, you have to be a very secure woman. You have you to be. Do. You have to be a badass. Yeah. And uh, it's just hard for people. I spoke on that actually recently um, about songwriting. You know, so people ask me when I'm going to put out more music. And I didn't know you did music. Oh, have you? Wait, have you really not heard my song? I had no idea you did music. It's on my Instagram. Um, I, I had to check a, it out. Yeah. So if you go on my Instagram, there's a story highlight and it says mm -hmm. releases and my song's on there. No shit. Yeah, it's on all platforms. It's on Apple Music, uh, Pandora, YouTube Music, Spotify. I have yeah. to check it. I didn't know that's yeah, that's all we do yeah. around here. Well, yeah, okay. So whenever I put out my first song, it like got so much more attention than I thought it was going to, and which was really cool and was like super heartwarming because I've been singing since I was a kid, but. I never actually like I used to would tell myself I could be a singer one day and I'd be like, no, that's not possible. I can't do that. And so for my music to get that attention was really cool. But the problem was that I did it because a friend asked me if I would feature on his song. And then in return, he produced my song for me. OK. And so now I have people that are like, when are you putting out more music? When are you going to when are you going to, you know, have some more songs out? And I have a lot of songs written and I even have a lot of them that already have a melody. I have some that I've already recorded, but number one, I don't have a producer anymore. And number two, these songs are about previous relationships. Like so many questions come out of that shit. So anybody that I am with, like, you know, currently I have a boyfriend, obviously, and I, I asked him, how would he feel? And he's like, oh, it wouldn't bother me at all. But I think it would bother me if I had to hear you singing about somebody that that you used to be in love with, you know? No, 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 no. It shouldn't. because As long as you're on the inside. Like I told you before we started this, you have to be on the inside of a joke. You, yeah. cannot, you cannot get mad if you're on the inside of the joke. Um, one of One of my buddies has a very famous daddy. Um. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you when we get done with this because I don't like, well, fuck it. It's all over her Instagram anyway, so it don't matter. One of my friends is named Allie Colleen. Her daddy's Garth Brooks. And on oh, her wow. and on her new uh, EP that just came out not long ago, she's got a song, and it's called um, – it's I can't remember what it is, but it's talking about the dad leaving, and mm -hmm. it is a, it's a killer. Like, it is a fucking break your heart. Just, ugh. Like, oh, I need to listen to it. I love I, heartbreak I, songs. I, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Um, but if you didn't know that they had a good relationship now, mm -hmm. it's like, damn, she's really talking shit about this man. Yeah. It's not. He probably is the one that told her to do it. Look, when you put out something that's real and you put out something that's heartbreaking or heartwarming or whatever that actually touches and connects with people, that is when you build your audience. That's when they mm -hmm. get invested in you. 
if if you feel that way about a song that you're wanting to put out or whatever, and your boyfriend says that it's okay, put that motherfucker out. Yeah, That's- I have one that I've been working on. As a matter of fact, I was just singing it in the shower this morning, and it's like every time I sing it, I'm like, I am not the only person that has ever felt this way. And I, I personally, yeah. I wrote it, obviously, so I'm biased, but I personally think it's really, really good. I just, I hadn't had the balls to put it out yet. Well, anytime that you want to record something, Mm-hmm. You and boyfriend drive down here to the studio. I mean, that's half of what we do. All right, that's, that's yeah. yeah. I mean, you got a place you can you know, come do your shit. I don't care. And I won't. Even, yeah, I might take I, you up on that. I won't even charge you. I won't even charge you. You just make sure you put out about the show. I won't even charge you. Well, that will see like what we, what I'm doing is, uh, do you know what a king maker is? Like the definition of king maker. Uh-uh. Okay. So back in the day, like in Nashville, in order for someone to make a ridiculous amount of money off of a song, mm-hmm. they had to have country radio play it nonstop. They had to have all this stuff. They had to pay for billboards, advertisements, and shit like that. That's not the way that the world works anymore. And a lot of marketing agencies is finding people like you. Um, we took a trip earlier this year out to Texas, me and Kylie Strickland and Kate Stinson and Lee Tucker and Dustin Heron and some more people. Um, and the whole goal of it was, is you take people like you, you have the ability now to where if you like somebody, let's say you, you like writing music. If you mm-hmm. like somebody who has a way smaller platform than you and they're like, this song is a fucking banger. Like, this is a great song. Let me make a video with it. Let me tell people to go download it and everything like that. All of a sudden, what Nashville used to have to pay $100,000 for, the music industry anywhere, you're all of a sudden a kingmaker. You have the capability because of your following to blow other people up. And what we do is we try to find good people to work with to where uh, one of my friends, Lee Tucker, my big brother, he just came out with a song last Friday night our last Friday and it's called words of wisdom and it's all talking about don't let Facebook get your ass whooped. Like it's a very <laughs> playful song. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not one of his serious songs, but it's very playful. Well, we asked some people on social media to share it for us. Well, his streams got a lot of streams because of mm-hmm. some of those people. That's what you are, whether you know it yet or not, like people like you that have personalities that are marketable from your image, and just seem like a very sweet person. There's going to be people in the next five, six years, if not sooner, that reach out to you and be like, hey, do you want a corner office up here? And all you've got to do is <laughs> when we tell you to post something, post it. That's, yeah. that's the next form of advertisement. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, social media, definitely. Um, I actually was just speaking with someone recently about digital marketing, pretty much. And social media is... 100% the way to go. I mean, and what, even what you're talking about, like whenever I put my song out, you know, I just kind of, I prefaced that it was going to come out and then had followers ready. And I think at that time I was only, I think I was at like 250,000 or something like that followers yeah. at that point. And I mean, it, it made, it, it made way more, a lot more money than we expected it to make, especially YouTube music. Yeah. Um, I mean, you even take, uh, our buddy here, shout out to Miss Hannah Dasher. We love you, Hannah. Uh, the one who does Stand By Your Pan. I don't know if you know who she is or not. Hannah's, mm-hmm. Hannah's huge in, in social media. Well, 
she's always been a hell of a musician, but she started this stand by your pan series to where she's mm-hmm. cooking and she's playing her music in the background of it. Next thing oh. you know, she's got 5 million TikTok subscribers. She ends up getting a deal with CMT and a record label. Like if you, oh, develop, wow. if you develop a character, Priscilla Block too. Priscilla's one of our buddies. She did the I same thing. I love Priscilla. Oh, Priscilla's a bad motherfucker now. Um, I got so excited. I covered one of her songs on TikTok and she commented on it and was like, do your thing, girl. And I screenshotted it and sent it to my mom. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> she is a sweetheart. And she's one of the ones that deserve everything she gets. Like she is just such a good person. Um, it's crazy because like, my buddies in Nashville that I've got really close with because of my big brother, Lee Tucker, they knew these people before they ever blew up on social media. And some mm-hmm. folks just, they change. Some folks get a little notoriety and they're like, who the fuck are you now? You know? Yeah. Those two girls. I even Trey Lewis. Trey's been on the show and done some stuff with us. Trey's the same way. They're just, they're authentic people. And that's why they'll mm-hmm. continue to blow up. With you doing music and with your personality and everything, oh shit, darling! If your music's even kind of good, and I and I don't need, I I say kind of good because I don't know what the hell it sounds like. Yeah, you, you'll have it made soon. Do you write any songs? I hope so. Do you got any songs like about being a mother? Yes, um, but the one that I have, even though I wrote it, I can't get through it without crying. <laughs> That's probably a great song. Yeah, it, but it's not necessarily focused on like me being a mom. It's focused on what my mama had to do because, I mean, like I said, she was a single mom. She did remarry um, when I was eight, I want to say, or maybe even younger than that. And whenever she got that divorce, we had to, I mean, we struggled so, so, so bad. And like she was number one my advocate which I never expected and then number two I mean she just like she sacrificed everything and I never I never knew we didn't have what we didn't have you know I never knew like I found out in my adulthood that we used to borrow money for groceries and I found out in my adulthood that she went and got a loan so that I could go on the beta trip and you know go eat out back and be silly and shop at American Eagle. And like, I never knew that we didn't have it. She sacrificed so much. So that's what that song's about. And I think that's why I can't get through it. Cause I truly like as a mom understand why that was no big deal to her to sacrifice everything. That makes me like you and your family even more. Thanks. <laughs> it, I mean, it does. It's uh, I think that there's an untapped market for, for younger mothers like you singing about stuff like that. I think yeah. that, I don't think anybody's done it yet. Um, I, I, I'm just you know throwing my two cents in there, but I think that you would murder with that. But uh, I, I have to up, figure out how to not cry first. Well, this takes several takes. Yeah, I mean, that's it. You don't have to sing it all the way through it. You just you stop in the middle, compose yourself, mm-hmm. and get together. It's it's fine. Uh, yeah. but um, I grew up poor too, and my family mm-hmm. did the same shit. My family did the same stuff, and now it makes me value. I always say growing up poor teaches you lessons that school can't, college can't. Now you learn the best lessons in life being poor. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I'm not, I'm bad with money, but that's why I don't touch my money too much anymore. Luckily I've got, luckily I've got a very nice person that handles that for me now. Otherwise I'd be broke all the time. 
Yeah, um, that, that's a big issue that I have is <laughs> spending money. But I will not spend money on myself. Well, I say will not. I'll go on vacations and stuff. But like I was just shopping earlier and I pick up a pair of jeans and they're $70. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. But if they were for my kids, I'd be like, oh, yeah, she has to have these. I don't blame you. I'm the same way. When we yeah. added up like Gracie's Christmas. Because me, mm-hmm. me and her mother aren't together. Like when we added it up, we was like, we are setting a very high standard for this little Caucasian bitch. For and, real. And she is going to think the rest of her life this is what she's supposed to get for Christmas. And I it's know, just like, what kids, the hell are we doing? I mean, and we, we're doing it to ourselves. My kids got yeah. a trampoline and a seesaw, and Gracelyn got a little drive around car because Garrison has a four wheeler and Garrison got a dirt bike. And I mean, I was like, why next year we're going to have to do the same damn thing and i don't want to have to spend this much money again i think what we're going to start doing me and gracie was talking about this other day because she's a she's in beta club she's like a great little athlete she's Mm -hmm. top of her class and gifted and all this kind of stuff awesome i think what we're going to start doing is taking trips instead of buying presents i think we're going to love that idea i think we're going to buy clothes because she every year her little thick ass is going to need clothes Mm-hmm. and besides that i think i'm gonna start taking her places like yeah. I, think, I think that would be more fun because even we met this was the first year we did like an amazon wish list to where she got to pick out the stuff she wants because she's a psycho and i don't know what she wants i don't like there's some crazy shit that this kid wants and uh it was it wasn't disheartening watching her open the stuff at christmas because there was some surprises yeah but, but she knew the majority of it and it took the fun out of it for me. Yeah. So it's like, you know what, from now on, I'm just going to tell your little ass to get in the truck and we're going somewhere and you get a surprise out of that. it. I, um, my, my dad, whenever he, he remarried when I was really little and her family was or is from Florida. So we drove to Florida all the time when I was little and I have the most memories from doing that. So I love the idea. Like I, I'm a little travel bug. I will go anywhere in a heartbeat. If you asked me right now that two weeks from now, you had a house set up in the mountains and somebody dropped out, I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm coming. Well, we'll definitely <laughs> put you on the, on the list for uh, yeah. you, you and your boyfriend. Um, Cause we, what we try to do is like, I went to, uh, because of what I do for a living, I'm supposed to be so- sociable. And I'm supposed right. to go out and meet people. And our management company ended up talking me into going to this, uh, the TikTok meetup or whatever that was in Nashville. And I fucking hated it. I hated every fucking bit of it. And I said, I'm never, ever doing this shit again. Wait, was this your like drunk TikToks that you were making? Probably. I make a lot yeah. of drunk TikToks. But yeah, yeah, that's the only time I feel comfortable on TikTok is when I'm drunk. And then I just don't give a shit. (laughs) I I got there and everybody was entitled. Like, oh, yeah. Everyone was entitled and it ruined it for me. It ruined the people for me. Now, there was some good people that I got to meet. uh, But for the majority of it, it's like you have a social media following. What are you doing with that? Yeah. What are you turning that into? Like, I don't don't know if you, I'm sure you work for a living or I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. So, I still have to get up and do my fucking job. Now, my mm-hmm. job my job just happens to be a little bit more fun and different than most people. But right. there were people there. I was at a bar, a rooftop bar. And uh, I'm there with Dustin Heron, who's an amazing fucking songwriter that's got some great music. 
Um, and there's people that are coming up, like just saying, Hey, don't know who the fuck we are or whatever. Right. And there's a guy on stage named Blaine Bunning. That's extremely good. He's one of our buddies. That's the only reason why we went to this place that night. And this dude walks up and was like, Hey man, how are you? Like all this blah, 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 bullshit. And, um, he was like, what are you here for? And I tell him the meetup and all this kind of stuff. And he was like, Hey, well, pull your phone out. Let me follow you back. And, uh, it rubbed me the wrong way. Like, <laughs> it was like, let me follow you back. Yeah. And, and I pulled my phone out. And anyway, he was like, Oh, you don't follow me. And he's oh, like, Oh, that surprised him. Yeah. And he was like, man, my life's been crazy ever since I got 50,000 followers. Like I can't go nowhere. Like there's people here left and right. And in my head, I'm like, can't be true. I swear. I, I swear <laughs> there was, there was witnesses. There's, there were several witnesses. Oh, and God. he even called it, he even called it the talk. He called it the talk. I want to meet this man. <laughs> uh, you probably don't. He was trash, trash-tastic. And uh, <laughs> he listens to the show now. So he, he knows who he That's is. That's good. Because uh, exactly. I talked, I talked a whole episode about what a piece of shit everybody in Nashville was. Oh my goodness! But uh, so he he's like saying something to me. Well, he's like, "My life's been crazier, whatever this." And um, then he starts talking to Dustin, and uh, I just realized why this guy's talking to us. They don't even know what real life is. They don't. Yeah. They don't. If you think, I don't care what your social media following is. I don't. You know, because of TikTok, people blow up bigger than any other app because of the mm -hmm. algorithm and all that. You could post the stupidest video in the world and get a million followers out of it. Yeah, and, and it could make no sense and you'd I, still get a million followers. Yeah, it makes no sense. You got to find yeah. people that are authentic, that have heart behind their stuff, that have substance. And uh, I guess is where I was getting at to earlier with you was you have substance behind your stuff. I like seeing your shit. You don't post just your good days. Post yeah. your bad days. And that that is what makes me like you. Yeah, and I, I get comments about that, too, especially, well, okay, I won't say who from specifically, but I get comments about that a lot, like, you don't have to put all your business on TikTok, and you don't have to talk about that on TikTok, you don't have to, why are you crying, and I'm like, because I'm not creating this whole other person. Now, don't get me wrong, there's a lot that people don't know, and that people don't see on TikTok, obviously. Obviously, I'm posting more about being a good mom than I am on the days whenever I feel like I just failed as a mom, you know. But at the same time, I'm not giving people this idea that I have this perfect life because honestly, that bothers me more whenever people are like, oh, how, how do you do it? How are you so good and happy and whatever? And that really came from whenever I started blowing up on TikTok. And I mean, like minimally, like maybe 20, 30,000 followers. I was having people reach out to me and they're like, oh my gosh, you have the cutest little family and the cutest little life and you're on your farm and your little farm wife. And you know, how did you do that? How, how did you get that so young? And I was miserable and I hated where I was and I hated what I was doing. Obviously I love being a mom, but like I was essentially already a single mom, but I was making it look like I had a happy marriage on social media. Yeah. And so that's whenever I was like, Oh, no, 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 we're not doing this. So then I started doing what really blew up was the prank. So there was the cow and then I got chickens and I put chickens in my bathroom and it was supposed to be like a funny, like I knew he was going to get mad, but he blew up and I posted it and people were like, girl, oh my God, <laughs> what in the world? And I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, everybody thought it was so perfect. And so 
that's whenever I started being like, I'm just going to use TikTok to post my life. I'm just going to, whenever I feel like I'm in a moment where I can either relate to somebody or create content that's entertaining, then that's what I'm going to do. And sometimes that is whenever I feel like I'm breaking, but the crazy awesome thing is like, I was suicidal. Um, maybe this maybe was like seven or eight months ago. And I actually came home from work and I was like, I didn't have my kids there with their dad. And I genuinely was like, this is going to be the night that I do it. I'm going to do it tonight. I I just, I can't breathe another minute. And I went home and I remembered that that was the night that I planned on moving my little baby chickens from their little coop to their big coop outside. And I moved them and I was so excited for them for being in their big coop that I'm not lying to you. I was like, okay, I I won't do it tonight because I'm happy with these chickens. And the next day I posted a video. I was like, Hey, I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you guys. I wanted to die yesterday and I woke up this morning and I don't want to die today. And if this helps anybody, I hope it helps you. It just give it one more day. Just take one more breath and just keep going one more time. And so many people were like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And ever since then, I've been like, I'm going to post the good stuff and the bad stuff. Cause regardless, I'm still getting through it. You know, I'm never deciding to stop trying. Well, now I love you. <clears throat> now I love you. Uh, I'm, okay. a, I'm, a, I'm a suicide survivor. Uh, oh yeah. I, 11 years ago. Uh, it's the before my daughter was born. It's the best and worst thing that ever happened to me. Uh, I didn't know that I battled with depression. I thought I did. Uh, well, I didn't thought I did. I thought something was wrong with me. Uh, right. Growing up, I would always walk into like a lunchroom or whatever room I walked into and thought everybody was talking about me negatively. I thought, oh my God, me too. Yeah. That's your brain playing a trick on you. And the God's honest truth is nobody gives a fuck about you, good or mm-hmm. bad. Yes, that's your brain thinking you're more important than you are. And I got to a breaking point. Uh, I was seeing a girl. um, This is 2010. Yeah. And uh, I was seeing a girl and uh, puppy love, all that bullshit. And I Mm -hmm. caught her cheating and it fucked me up super bad. Like it broke my heart to a million pieces and uh, took a lot of pills, took a lot of pills. Luckily I'm a moron. And uh, I took the only thing that I had there was, was ibuprofen 800s. And I slept for like three days in a hospital bed, got my stomach pumped and all that shit. But uh, luckily, I was a dumbass and didn't realize yeah. you could get out from ibuprofen 800s. Um, Good. <laughs> but when my stuff started blowing up on social media was the same thing. Uh, about six mm-hmm. years ago, I finally wanted to get that monkey off my back and I wanted to share yeah. my battles. And even now at the studio. We do, uh, we do it about once a month now because of COVID, but we open up the studio to people to come in and it's called the still writing sessions. Cause you're still telling your story Ted, mm-hmm. if you, that if you deal with mental health issues, or if you thought about suicide or whatever, we want you to know that you're not alone. Uh, we don't record it. We don't put it out. It's just building a support system. Yeah. And a lot more people need to understand that somebody like you, who seems like you just got it all together. Somebody like me that fucking laughs for a living, drinks for a living, has fun for a living. We don't have it all together. We have our bad days. But if it wasn't for those bad days, we wouldn't appreciate the good days so much. Yeah, absolutely. So you putting that side of you out into the world, not only is it so therapeutic, 
Be- mm-hmm. I know that I was scared to death the first time I told my story on social media because I was like, all yeah. these people are going to think I'm weak. They're going to think whatever. I got nothing but love and support from it. And I realized yeah. that I really wasn't alone. Um, there was guys that were playing college baseball that I was buddies with that reached out to me when it, when I shared my story. And they was like, man, we felt the same way growing up. Like people mm-hmm. that I was really good friends with, I was like, these people have got the perfect life. Well, they, they didn't. They didn't know more than I did. It's just to each their own. And uh, for somebody like you to share that stuff, that is yeah. more rewarding. Like as far as your heart goes, anything else you'll ever do. Yeah. So I have my main page and then I actually have a backup page. Um, and <clears throat> my backup page at first was a relationship page, whatever. Yeah. And then we had to, we, we essentially broke up and then it was like a big pride thing. And so we had to both figure out how to come together and like be better for each other. And we, number one, discovered that we didn't need to be on social media trying to like live up to the hype. You know, that was a big issue for us. It's like so many people were in our relationship and that was stressful. But so what I did was I turned my backup page into a, like basically a healing page. So that's what's in the bio is it says we are healing here. And I post the bad stuff. I post the good stuff, but I post a lot of the, like my nights where I'm alone in bed and I'm just absolutely broken and sad and I'm just trying to find comfort. You know, I post a lot of quotes about how to find your worth. I post a lot of advice on, you know, whether, you know, you need to be with somebody or not. And there again, that gets the, why do you put all your business out there? But it also, there's so many people, like a girl just messaged me this morning, actually. And she was like, I want you to know that last video you posted made such a difference in how I feel about healing. Cause I have been feeling like I'm not going to get any better. And you're showing me that I can, if I just keep trying every day. And that's like you said, it's rewarding. And that's like the best thing is sure. It would be nice if I could just get on social media and keep everybody thinking I'm absolutely perfect. But I think it would make me feel worse because then I'd be trying to 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 continuously be perfect. And I'd feel like I was failing whenever I was not. So to have all those people that are like, yeah, we see you when you're not okay, and we still want to be here with you. And it actually is helpful to us. That actually it makes me feel really good. (laughs) Well, if you only posted the good, first off, you you just wouldn't it wouldn't be good for you on the inside because then it's like you're hiding who you are. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you have to, you have to post the people that are going to be successful and they're going to turn a social media app into a career. I mean, cause TikTok's not going to be your fucking career. TikTok, right. is, you know, I always say that I, I use TikTok. It's just a marketing tool for the show and for myself, the people to find out who the hell I am. That's mm-hmm. not my career. And you doing stuff like that and you putting it out there, you're going to be on the right road regardless like it's good. Yeah. It's going to make you veer onto the right road. I didn't know you did that shit. If mm-hmm. I'd have known that you did that shit, that's probably how I would have started this show off. Oh. <laughs> uh, but you, that makes you, <clears throat> that makes you authentic. A lot of people do post, you know, their stuff about their bad days and everything, but for you to just have the mindset that, you know, regardless of what anybody says, you know, cause I'm mm-hmm. sure, I'm sure you get whenever you post the sad stuff, it's like, Hey, let's go do a dance. Be happy. I don't want to yes. see you. It, that's people trying to bring you the fuck down. Yeah. And, or uh, there's so much like, um, 
there was one person who commented on like every video and my other followers started commenting back to her and being like, can you just go away? Because every video she'd comment, I'm so tired of her. All she does is cry now. And I'm like, wrong. I've been crying from the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) I've been crying. Okay. (laughs) No, that, uh, you know, fuck that person. First off, they're probably more miserable Mm -hmm. than you are. Oh yeah. They're they're a miserable person. And folks like that want you, even though they're telling you to stop crying, they're trying to upset you more. You know, well, misery loves company. Exactly. So. Broken people want to break other people. And yep. that's, and that's what they do. I, the fact that you can <laughs> rebound so easy and you can, as far as like from happy to sad, happy to sad, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to cry. You're supposed to let it out. Um, I used to catch shit all the time from posting stuff on Facebook or Snapchat back in the day to where mm-hmm. I'd hear some sad song lyrics that hit home. And I posted them and people would be like, why the fuck are you posting this shit? Yeah. And it's because it's because it hit me. It, yeah. hit, it hit me in a way to where I wanted to express my feelings at the time. Mm-hmm. And as men in the South or just probably anywhere, we're taught, you know, keep your emotions locked up. Women keep don't it like yourself. it. Yeah, women don't like it. You're not mother. Men don't like it. Whatever. Yeah. And I'm telling you, ever since I... I've always been a crybaby anyway. I remember being young and crying like at Hallmark commercials during the Super Bowl and shit. I'm tenderhearted as fuck. I am, I'm 5'10", 220, uh, beard and tattoos, and I am a tenderhearted fucking crybaby. That's good. <laughs> well, now I know what it is. I used to I used to be like, this is stupid. Like, Don't be this mm-hmm. fucking guy. But now I know my grandpa passed away. Uh, my papa passed away Christmas morning. And oh, wow. I'm sorry to I, hear that. Thank you, man. And uh, I got drunk for a fucking week. Only time I wasn't mm-hmm. drunk was literally at his funeral. Yeah. Um, but I cried. I cried. I hollered. I went through the stages of grief to mm-hmm. where I did not know on Christmas morning if I'd be able to do this show for a month or two. But then I went back and I started remembering all the shit that I constantly say about letting your emotions out. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it's going to explode. If yeah. The best way to do it is to take time for yourself when it's whether it's healing or whatever. And however you feel, let it out. If you're mad, put your face in a pillow and fucking scream. If that ain't good yeah. enough, go to a gym somewhere and beat the fuck out of a punch bag. Yeah. Now, you have it, to. Yeah. You have to find number one healthy alternatives to coping because like. I'm like you. I'm just going to drink if I'm feeling how I'm feeling. Now, I, um, when I was starting when I was 12 on up until probably I was like 15 or 16, I actually would harm myself. And I, whenever I'd get questions asked, like my, well, I don't want to drop names. Somebody in my family was like, (laughs) you know, you don't have to do that to get attention. Yeah. Just flat out. And I think at that point I was only like 13 and, and she literally grabbed my arm and she was like, you don't have to do that to get attention. And I was like, um, actually, whenever the blood comes out, I can literally see what's causing the pain and I can watch it come out and then it makes fucking sense. Yeah. And that's why I'm doing this. And so 
I had to figure out, obviously my mom got me in therapy and cause when she found out she went ballistic, she found out because my, my, something was wrong with my kidney and I went to the hospital and they lifted up my shirt and it was all on my side. And she was like, what is that? Like she was freaking out, but, um, she put me in therapy and you know, there's a lot of, of mechani- mechanisms and ways to, to cope without doing that. And I've slipped up, you know, yeah. um, but it's a mind game whenever you're thinking about like why you want to, to harm yourself. And that doesn't necessarily have to be truly hurting yourself. That could be like getting blackout drunk every time you're hurting, or it could be pushing everybody away that cares about you. Like that's harming you and you have to figure out ways to, to be okay and not let it completely consume you. Well, it's a temporary defense mechanism for the rest of the pain that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, I don't, I've never been a cutter or anything. Like that. I've got to know several and I mm-hmm. thank the world of them. If they're listening to this, that have shared those stories with us, but it's literally regardless of what you're doing to harm yourself, it takes the pain away from what else you're feeling. For and just a minute. For just a minute. So it makes yeah. sense. It makes sense. Like, um, I don't know. This is a stupid example, but it's one I always use. You ever watched the movie Major Pain growing up? Uh-huh. Okay. In the beginning of Major Pain, this dude gets really hurt or whatever, and he takes the dude's finger and he breaks it. And he's like, now you're not thinking about that anymore. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's you're, t- you're substituting one for the other, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to emotional pain. You there's no way to heal that. Like if you cut yourself, you can go put a bandaid on it, some peroxide, take some Tylenol, you're good. Mm-hmm. But emotional pain is just scars and, 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 and holes in you that you cannot feel. Like you can't cover them up. So it makes sense. People, and I hate that anybody that is a cutter, you obviously shouldn't do it. I'm not condoning it by any means, but I want you to know that like, I understand. And there are a lot of people out there who understand. That's not mm-hmm. the way to go. I don't want you to hurt yourself, but it's yeah. no different than me getting blacked out drunk and pushing people away. either. Exactly. And see, that's the thing is that like, whenever somebody finds out that you do that, especially people who care about you, their first, their first thing that they want to say to you is like, you shouldn't do that. And I don't understand yeah. why you do that. And it's like going to make you feel bad about it. And there is, there's a, a, an actual reason, not necessarily a good reason, but you do have an actual reason you just, you need to figure out a, a better way. And it's like you said, it's, it's the same exact thing. You know, whenever, whenever I break up with my boyfriend because I'm depressed, what does that do for anybody? Nothing. But it's like you said, it's replacing one pain for another. Well, so. it gives you something that you can physically deal with. Yeah. You can focus on that. And then you're yeah. not like, I don't understand all these feelings that are in my head. Depression's a crazy thing too, because there's like, so many, you know, people just think you're sad all the time. And it really could be that you're in a moment that is super happy and you're so happy and you're just doing great. You're on top of the world. And then all of a sudden you don't want to be around anybody and you just want to be alone. Hey, I promise you, if one person understands that sentence, it's me. I mean, (laughs) that's why I said earlier, when I tried to commit suicide, it was the best and worst day of my life. Besides mm-hmm. from my daughter being born. Um, it was literally where I have for the past 11 years, when something happens to me, I don't believe that it, I used to believe like something's happening to me, but now I believe that stuff are, is happening for me. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to veer. 
it's okay that you might be on one road and that's the road you want to be on. But then just this crossroads comes up, you can't explain it. And then you, mm-hmm. you shoot down one other road. I am very uh, spontaneous. So yeah. like, I'm always trying to follow my heart now. And I think that's just the way to, to live. It's, I don't have to explain my actions to anybody else anymore the way I look at it. But yeah. um, it's where I go down a rabbit hole when I'm trying to figure out why I go through something. How do I heal it? How do I help others and everything? And some of the stuff you just said, you have a very, very good grasp on. You have an extremely good grasp. And, you know, it's it's very refreshing to hear people like you because I didn't know any of this about you. I didn't know any of this right. about you. I literally yeah. saw your TikTok however long ago, and I was like, it's a Southern girl with blue eyes, good looking, yeah. I'm going to follow her. <laughs> My For You page is nothing but you. <laughs> like, yeah. like like women <laughs> you and women that look like you are the complete awesome. opposite because i'm a fucking weirdo and it's they either got to look like you or they got to be tatted up look like finna steal my soul like i'm a very fucking weird person so i'm not gay but that is my favorite kind of girl like whenever i yes. look at a girl like there was one on instagram earlier oh my god she had like big curly dark hair and a septum and her neck was all tatted up and she just was so tan and so hot I was just like yeah I mean I, I ain't never but I might would because I look there's I'm something you, about that they're scary they're scary like yeah all right so there's a couple of different types of sexy okay I call those girls trailer park sexy those, okay. are, those are the girls that you see walking around a trailer park that you look at and you're like, how the fuck did this woman end up here? Yeah. But I know if I go talk to her right now, she's going to end up ruining my life. Yeah. And, in the best way possible. You or just, you know, or steal your, your soul. Heart. And then you yeah. got women like you that look like little Southern bells. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to each their own what they like. But it's very yeah. easy when somebody is the complete opposite of you. The complete mm-hmm. opposite of you. Um, I live in the South, obviously. I happen mm-hmm. to I happen to like women that aren't Caucasian. I happen to uh, be a big fan of them. And my buddies around here, they're like, why don't you go talk to Jenny Beth right up the road? Oh, my God. Mama, Mama owns a farm. She'd be so good for you. And I, I'd be like, no. I know. Because Veronica over here, she actually seasons uh-huh. her fucking chicken. And that's <laughs> a bad bitch. That, you know what I'm saying? Like, this one scares me, and she's hot. Yeah. This bitch doesn't scare me. I want to I be a little traumatized sometimes. I hear you. I'm, I mean, I, I have enough trauma, but I definitely, I get what you're saying. So, I, you said you follow me on Instagram, right? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. Okay, so, which it's down now, but I had posted my boyfriend. My boyfriend is also not white. Okay. So I'm in, I, I feel you there. Um, it's about the spice. It really is. Well, it's just something different. One thing that I love about people who, regardless of, you know, what your ethnicity, ethnicity, I can't ever say that damn word is, Eth- whether, whether you're African American, Asian, whatever the fuck you are, I don't know. It's different than me. And there's something yeah. about people being different than me that is a turn on to me. Yep. I think like whenever, so this might be going a little too far, but whenever I look at my boyfriend, like I literally am just like, like, look at you, you look edible. You're so hot. And I want like, 
obviously I've been with white men because my children are white, obviously, but there's just something about somebody who is different from you. That's like exotic and so attractive. And also I, and I'm not coming out white people because I I think I was raised all right. I was, but nowadays white men don't treat women very well. I I don't, I don't agree with you on that. I think it's just how you're raised. (laughs) Uh, yeah, well, as, as a white man, uh, <laughs> not, not all of us are bad. No, I just think it's how you see women and how you think they ought to be. All right. I come from a very old school family to where most mm-hmm. of the women in our family didn't work. I don't yeah. believe that that has to be like that anymore. If you want a job and you want to go do whatever, I think yeah. you have just as much right to go do whatever the fuck you want to like I do. And, but also I think that there's, you know, I'm supposed to take care of certain things at the house. You're supposed to take care of certain things at the house. That's not really being sexist or, or whatever. It's just the way I was raised, but I wouldn't sit there and tell a woman, Hey, get in there and make my dinner or why aren't those clothes clean yet? And I do have some buddies that happen to be Caucasian that don't season their fucking chicken either that. That's what they're like. And then they wonder why their wives cheat on them or leave them or or all that shit. Yeah, I hate that. Like, I, I, and I was that wife because that was how I was raised too. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to take care of you. And like, I I have have experienced the relationship now since my divorce. I have experienced it in the relationship that I'm in now. I'm a partner and I've never experienced that before. And I've had, I've had more than just the boyfriend that was, that became my husband. But, I, every man that I have come across up until now has expected that they are like more of a provider and I'm just like, who's supposed to be behind them and is taking care of kids and, you know, cooking and cleaning and whatever. And like, I'm seen as a partner now. And that is so refreshing that I don't ever want to go back to. See, I think, I think, I think those men are insecure though. I don't think yeah. they want to see their woman have more than them. Look, I promise you, with all the shit that I want in life, the way I look at it now, I'm going to get there a lot quicker with somebody who's healthy. Exactly. Common goals is very important in a relationship, and I, too. Like my thing is, I want to be in your corner just as much as you're in my corner. I want to mm-hmm. be supporting you. I don't think that my shit should outweigh your shit or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I want us to be building each other up and boosting each other up. And sadly... If you're an insecure person, you're just not ever gonna you're just not ever gonna feel that way. And I, I feel bad yeah. for those guys or them women that are that way. Yeah. But Macy, you both have to be putting in that effort. Absolutely. I think that's a great way to end the show. But uh <laughs> I, I appreciate this was more than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, I'm actually pleasantly surprised. I think we could probably sit and talk for quite a while. We could, but I have uh I thought I was getting sick and I have drank a th- like a shit ton of Pedialyte and other stuff to today, pee. and I'm about to piss upon myself. Uh, <laughs> plus, okay. plus, if we leave some on the table, then I can ask you to come back and do this again in a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to join you whenever. This has been fun. Cool. Well, tell uh, tell boyfriend, tell the kids and everything. We appreciate them sharing you with us. Hot mom, Miss Kelly. Uh, <laughs> tell, tell them all that we appreciate you giving us a little bit of your time. And uh, yeah. hey, you're always welcome back, darling. Uh, I'm sure awesome. I'll, I'm sure I'll ask you again real soon to come back. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. You're welcome, darling. And thank each and every one of y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. I will catch y'all next time.